Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome today's guest, strong and powerful Patricia Sklar. Patricia, are you ready to do this? Yes, I am ready. Thank you. Excellent. Let's do this. Patricia is a CPA, a CFA, and a CFP. She's a wealth advisor with Brightworth. Over her career, she is focused on income tax strategies for publicly traded companies, as well as advising high net worth individuals in the areas of personal financial planning, income taxes, and investments. I'm excited to have you on. Patricia, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. All right. Well, um... Personally, I reside in Atlanta, Georgia uh, with my husband, and we're excited to welcome our first child uh, in July. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, professionally, I'm a wealth advisor at Brightworth, uh, as you mentioned. Uh, Brightworth uh, is a registered investment advisory firm here in Atlanta, and we also have an office in Charlotte as well. Um, and why I do what I do. So I love helping folks. So... Basically, I started my career off uh, working with corporations uh, at a big uh, accounting firm, Big Four, called Deloitte. Um, back then, I was helping save corporations uh, millions of dollars by doing all these tax consulting strategies. And I thought, you know, this is nice and all, but wouldn't it be so much cooler if I was doing this for individuals? <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I looked into that a little bit more, asked around. People were like, oh, do you know about getting a CFP or Certified Financial Planning designation? And I said, uh, no, I've never heard of that. <laughs> so um, that was about a decade ago. So I started doing a little bit more research on that and learned it was something that was like right up my alley because I love working with people, love helping people. And um, ultimately, I want it to be a uh, total CFO for people. So that's what I basically do now. Nice. And I think that Whenever somebody has a CPA, a CFA, or a CFP, each one is incredibly challenging to get, and that you've acquired all three is a very, very impressive thing. And I believe, I'm wrong all the time, but I believe you're the first person on the show that has all three of those. So would love to hear about um, the value you think that each individually brings to clients, but then how all together, how, how you're able to incorporate sort of the expertise you have from each one of those areas. Absolutely. Okay. So I started off by getting the CPA, uh, right out of college, uh, I was practicing as a CPA at Deloitte, as I mentioned, and that was really a great background to get, um, in general in the business world. Uh, it gives you a deep understanding of businesses and, uh, taxes for me. Also, I was doing, uh, helping with audits as well. So it gave me a very deep uh, background on that. And then I also worked on individual taxes and um, helped closely held partnerships and S corporations and so forth as well. So the, the CPA has really been a great, uh, strong background for me. Then I moved on to get the uh, CFP, uh, which helped me to work with individuals and understand everything that, you know, that an individual could possibly uh, need as far as, um, you know, insurance, retirement, and everything else that the CPA doesn't necessarily help with. And uh, then I, from there, uh, I wanted to further deepen my investment background. So the CFA designation 
uh, gives you a really, really strong background. That one's a really tough one to get. For sure. Not, not, that, all, not that all three are not tough, but um, the CFA uh, is very rigorous and uh, it, it, it takes a long time to get and it's a lot of studying, but and it's not for the faint of heart, but uh, <laughs> it, it was uh, it, it helped me better understand investments and have a very deep understanding so I can pretty much talk about most type of investments um, without blinking an eye, which is helpful, you know, especially for my clients that are getting approached, all kinds of things. So right. and it helps me understand um, overall taking all three together, I'm able to understand uh, pretty much every aspect of a client's financial life. Um, and I can be their personal CFA. Got it. Well, I like it. Do you have, an, a, do you have a sense of, of how many hours of studying it took you to get the CFA? Well, you're supposed to say you take 300 per year, I think. 300 so. hours per year. Wow. <laughs> yes. That's what they, that's what they say. Um, so somewhere around there. Um, and then, yeah, CPA also took, takes a long time. And CPA, you know, from, you know, you learn from class as well. And then CFP, um, yeah, I was able to challenge that with my uh, CPA background when I took it back in the day. Right. So, um, but it was also a very rigorous test. It was like a 10 hour test over two days when I took it. So, um, that was also uh, pretty strenuous as well. Got it. So, just to circle back, it's 300 hours a year. And how many years does it take you to get the CFA? Three. Okay. So, it's 900 three. hours. Wow. There's three levels, I believe. is I believe it's 300 hours. I believe that's what they Got recommend. It. Fair enough. So it's <laughs> that, that that sounds reasonable to me. So it <laughs> takes a lot of time. So I appreciate and, and, and respect the effort that you put in into it, and I'm sure your clients benefit. So, um, well, I, I think that traditionally you can think about uh, financial planning in a couple of different stages. Some people call it uh, protection, accumulation, and distribution. Is there an area that that that, that you focus on more so than others? Um, so, um, I, for, so in general, I focus with, uh, clients that have, uh, that are accumulating, um, assets and also I like to help clients that really, really need help. So I like to help them when they're first getting started or, um, when they're, you know, starting to finally, you know, accumulate some real money and they need help and figure out what they need to do, or if they're going through a life change and they need, um, you know, help with, with a transition or that sort of thing as well. Um, but one other place that I've been able to help, which is so really kind of neat, is um, the film industry here is really blown up in Atlanta, and um, and it uh, and, and such has given me an opportunity to help a lot of these folks that really don't get a lot of financial help, and so they'll come meet with me, and some of them, you know, aren't ready to be clients, but I've just helped steer them in the right direction, and then some are able to, you know, come on as clients, and we're able to help them. Uh, be able to build real assets because they have a really unique um, profile with, you know, it's not steady work necessarily. So you kind of have to help, you know, plan for that uh, type of field as well. Got it. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, it's interesting how Atlanta's become a, a hub for that industry, certainly. So if if you could communicate to the entire film industry in, in, in Atlanta and tell them what people need to know about the work that you do, how how would you break that down for them? Gosh, there's so much. Uh, <laughs> um, the the main thing I'd, I'd really want uh, people to know is that I help uh, understand what uh, my clients' goals are and help them break them down into smaller pieces to make them achievable and to make them sustainable as well. 
um, a lot of people have these lofty goals um, and you know it, it, if you don't have steady work you, it can make it really hard to achieve but if you break things down into a more palatable plan and you really get a plan together um, then you can really achieve things uh, in, in a much more um, a, a better fashion. Sorry, pregnancy brain's grabbing me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it, it, I think that's the that, that the key thing is just to break the goals down, and then also to make sure um, you know I help make sure my clients are protected um, as well. So some of them, if they were to break a leg or do something like that, and they don't have the right uh, type of insurance or something in place, we don't sell insurance or anything of that nature. But I like to make sure that they are completely covered and making sure they have what they need in order to uh, be covered in that situation. Yeah, it's, it's such an important thing. If if people don't break down a huge goal into a palatable and actionable and manageable, for lack of a better term, bites, I think that a lot of the time that maybe just causes people to leads them to inaction. And so they just time goes by and they don't work towards them or they, they, they actually don't make any progress towards those goals. Have, have you seen that? Absolutely. I see that all the time. So they're like, yeah, I want to retire in 15 years um, and spend X dollars. And I'm like, well, you've got nothing saved. How, how are you going to plan to do that? Right. So, <laughs> you know, you gotta, so we have to sit down and make them understand what actually has to happen and you know it's not just going to happen on a pipe dream or you know I mean maybe you will get lucky and maybe you'll get that huge break and it'll pay for everything but you, you can't count on that and you really need to be able to have a, a good plan in place um, and then that the other stuff can be just the extra cream on the uh, cream on top yeah do you find that that there's one part or or one aspect of the financial planning process that people have the hardest time with? Is it getting started? Is it opening up and sharing what their goals and dreams are? Is it following through? Uh, it's usually the follow through. So I usually can get people talking about what their dreams are, what their hopes are, and what their goals are. Um, I can usually get them to say they want to do what they want to do. The only time that I sometimes struggle is actually getting them to, to do what they need to be doing whether it's um, something simple as going in, you know, it, uh, this wouldn't apply to the film industry, more so like a corporate executive is accumulator going in and making sure they're maxing out their 401k contributions. All they had to do is go in and max it out, but, you know, sometimes they just won't go in and physically do it. So it's the, it's the inaction of the follow through most of the time. And there's probably people who are listening who are doing everything right, and they're thinking, you got to be kidding me. People <laughs> just won't actually go in and make the changes online or, or talk to human resources. And the answer to that question is, yes, that actually happens. <laughs> <laughs> happens more often than you'd like to think. <laughs> right. So, okay. Um, is, there a, is, is it ever too early to get started? No, it's never too early to get started. And people are always willing to, to help you out. And um, people are always willing to give you advice. So if you just reach out and ask people, even like if you're a young person, if you can ask a, a mentor or a parent or another colleague or something like that, just for advice or, or someone else to go to. Um, of course, there's people like wealth advisors you can always go see. 
Uh, and a lot of them will meet with you for free just to kind of at first just to talk to you and understand what your goals are and see if they can help you or just even to lead you in the right direction. If they're a true wealth advisor, they're a true fiduciary, and they want to do the right thing for you, that, that, that's what they'll do for you. So people just need to ask for help, and the earlier the better because, you know, you don't want to end up in your 60s and then have uh, nothing to show for it. No, that's an unenviable and unfortunately all too common situation for, 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 for too many people. Um, so it's never too early. Uh, I, I do think when when you mentioned that, that there's a lot of people that will give you advice, what flashed into my head was maybe taking advice from the wrong people. So just be mindful of, of who it is that you're taking advice from and be mindful that the advisors you're working with are acting in your best interest. Exactly. A lot of advisors out there that call themselves advisors are really asset gatherers. Are, um, and so you, you really need to be careful about that um, and making sure that, that that person really has your best interest at heart and they're not just trying to sell you a product. And that's as simple as uh, asking how asking your advisor how, how they're compensated. That, that, that would probably probably clear that up. Do you find that, that there's certain conversations that people have the most difficult time with, be it with an advisor or, or with family? Hmm. Some of the, some of the more, sometimes they're embarrassed, um, by, by some of the things that they've done. So, so they'll leave out things. Um, and for instance, um, I've once seen a client, you know, tell me at the end of the meeting, you know, we thought everything was going well. And then the client goes, oh, by the way, I've, I've also got another $40,000 of credit card debt. And, and me and the other person in the room mm. just kind of look at each other like, what? <laughs> that wasn't part of your plan? How did that happen? So, I mean, um, you know, some, when they do embarrassing things, they're a little, they're hesitant to share that with the advisor. Um, but you shouldn't be. You, you need to, you know, make sure that even if you're doing things you know are wrong, you need to share that. So that we can find a way to, you know, fix the behavior and fix, you know, the problem as well. Yeah, yeah. We as human beings have a tendency to do stupid stuff and then want to keep those a secret from our doctors and our our, our uh, advisors. So I, I, <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> are are there lessons that, with with your awesome experience of working with? huge fortune 500 companies and helping them with tax strategies and things like that. Are there lessons that individuals can take from big companies? I'm not, I'm not so the, sure about the, that uh, one. The uh, answer could absolutely be no. <laughs> Probably not. Um, I mean, the, the thing that corporations are doing is that they're working with the right advisors and they're getting the great advice that so individuals could do the same thing by trying to work with great advisors to get the best advice to optimize their situation as well. So that would be the main thing that corporations tend to do pretty well. Yeah, I, I appreciate that very much. So, uh, so sometimes when I think about uh, CPA and CFA and even CFP to a degree, that sounds very, it can sound very clinical and very numbers driven. And when I just when I just asked you the question about corporations versus individuals, what popped into my head was that a lot of the time in in organization will make decisions just based on 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 what their board of directors says. So there's just no emotion that's involved in it. But emotion is so 
huge in an individual's financial world and, and in their investing decisions. How do you handle that? So I actually love that part. Um, that, that's one of my favorite parts is getting to know the client and getting to learn about the client situation and um, you know understand what drives the client to make decisions and then appealing to the client to you know buy what drives them to make the right decisions for them for themselves because if you don't if you don't relate to the to the client or the person then it's not it's not going to happen for them and then they may not take the advice and they may not run with it and then ultimately end up making a bad decision and so um, it, it's it's important to make sure you fully understand your client I a lot of the meeting is visiting and understanding and they say this might be too much information it's never too much information I can't possibly learn enough about you um, in a time we're together for it to be too much information. Isn't that the truth? There's no such thing as too much information. So appreciate <laughs> that very much. Well, Patricia, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Okay. Well, I'm not just going to say the, the typical, you know, um, you know, going ahead and making goals and starting <laughs> somewhere. Of course, that's, you know, pretty obvious. But you do need to take your goals. You need to break them down as well. I've got a blog a post coming out this week that you'll see uh, that talks about this. If if you want to log on to brightworth.com and you can see that. But the other the other piece of it is that um, main difference making tip is people that are really successful aren't scared to ask for help, and that's the real key. A lot of people, you know, either maybe they're too macho or they're nervous someone will think they're dumb or whatever it may be. They won't ask for help, and that's that's kind of where you run into issues. And you can't be afraid to ask for help from people if you want to be successful. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on, come on, Patricia. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Um, you can learn more about me on uh, www.brightworth.com. Um, we also um, have a LinkedIn page, a Facebook page and an Instagram page, uh, but also you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Um, and I think, and I have a blog uh, that is on the Brightworth website that you should check out. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Patricia your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Follow Brightworth on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Follow Patricia on um, on LinkedIn as well as her blog on brightworth.com and I'll link to all of those locations in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Patricia. Thank you. Appreciate it. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on! <laughs>